G'day uh, listeners, this is Tim from the MPO Sports Podcast and we're at it again with another ripping episode. Uh, I'm joined by Jeremy and Woody and we will be discussing the mid-term AFL basically school report on each club. Okay, so and what we plan on doing is starting with the bottom team and working our way up to the, you know, more... uh, higher place teams that will probably have more of an opinion from the uh, panel and we will be joined later on if he uh, finishes putting children to bed and cooking and writing um, menus and trialing this and trialing that by our good friend Chris as well so how are you going chaps good mate how are you yeah ripping um good to be a St Kilda supporter in 2022 so far we're going so far and apparently we do have um, two of the best um, back flankers going around. Um, we have, obviously, Sinclair and, according to one of our astute members of this podcast, Billings, which is, yeah, interesting. Magnific- anyway. Magnificent halfback flanker, uh, Billings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you idiots. Exactly. How are you, Woody, before we get into it? Um, look, I, I'm still stewing over yesterday a little bit, but um, we might get to that a bit later when the time comes. Well, yes, I would imagine being a um, Carlton supporter wouldn't have been a fine day yesterday. I'll just get up the ladder just so I don't miss any of the crap teams that we're going to be talking about early. And I've got the ladder in front of me. So let's get it um, going and... Going hard on the West Coast Eagles, who, to be brutally honest, are one and ten. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I recall our pre-season podcast. We may have predicted they'd be, you know, bottom three, bottom sort of thing. Anyway, I don't think anyone predicted <clears throat> that'd be this bad, though. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think that, think there's only one they... grade. There's only one grade you can really give West Coast. Yeah, it's def- definitely an F. Um, can they, how long can they keep using this COVID excuse? They've been battling with it all year and they've never, ne- they haven't shown any improvement. So it's not, it's not just COVID to me. I think, I think if you're if you're the senior blokes who've dropped their standards just quietly. Ah, they're, they're, what Jack Darling's meant to be leading the way and Tim um, Tim Kelly and um, they're not up to it, are they? It's just it's uh, if if this continues, they'll be looking for a new coach. The the senior, it's like the senior players wave the white flag as soon as they like round one. Well, well, we we talked about this at the start of the year. I think um, with everyone talks about how Geelong's got an old list, but um, I think West Coast. Did we have a look at it? West Coast had, I think, more blokes over the age of thirty, and um, they're being found out, aren't they? Well, they are, and it's it's attitudes as well. I think you like, yeah. Even even when they had skeleton sides, there were still some names on paper that, if you're in opposition, you'd be concerned with. But that and that that was a as bad as it got. Like, no one's fired a shot there. Was, they, were just, they were just names on paper. They weren't actually putting in efforts or doing anything to uh, promote their standing in the game. No, no, they've, now, they've, uh, they've, they've been waving that white flag for a while now, haven't yeah, they? Club, but guys, too, also a club that um, traditionally can fill a stadium in home and away games. I believe there's been a bit of a drop-off there as well, hasn't there? Yeah, I think that's part of it. It's across that's, the board as well, but that's... That, that's not just a West Coast thing, though, is it? Yeah. That's league-wide. No, but even, but even in other seasons when, you know, we've questioned cl- uh, crowd numbers, West Coast have always been pretty solid with crowd, even... Well, they're one of the most powerful clubs in the league. 
I heard someone um, actually detail them as the richest club in the league. So I think that may be very well correct. Yeah, it may mm. be right. Um, I actually must say, guys, I believe you were soft on the grade. I'm thinking, you know, um, similar for um, our male listeners and not our female listeners, when you look at um, bra sizes, the bigger they get, you know, it could be triple D, da-da-da, well... You can't get much bigger than pathetic than they are, so I'd say triple F. Triple F. Yeah, uh, also, shout out to just... shout out to our gender fluid and um, you know <laughs> transitioning listeners as well. Who also well, also I, may I... think of that. Um, yes, well, it just comes to mind that it seems to work um, in another area. So why not use that grading system <laughs> right now for the West Coast Eagles? Mm. Are you here? Are you here? Um, the, are you feeling the triple F footy? Oh, I'm just feeling like we've already spent way too much time on West Coast. Yes. All right. So the next team, which actually, even though they are 1 and 10, they have in recent weeks, maybe not this weekend gone, showed a bit of fight, a bit of clout. Um, I mean, I, I do believe, and I will use these terms, even though it's politically incorrect, but I do believe they're a bunch of soft cocks getting told off by their um, coach and then crying like babies. But... North Melbourne. What are your thoughts, guys? Imagine if, uh, uh, imagine if, imagine if uh, they, imagine if they win like that after Dennis Pagan gave them the spray. Oh. The, the, I just, uh, I just always, Melbourne. when I think kangaroos, I always think of that clip that turns up on social media. You got all those half wits from the hills sitting at a table, and they do the old kanga, kanga, kangaroos. Yeah, you're right. They. Definitely worth mentioning that they're a bunch of soft cocks after that that news broke that Noble gave a spray and a couple of them had a cry and he had to apologise. That's just this isn't under tens, is it? Um, no, they're so they need to yeah. they need to harden up. Um, although they, they've shown some good signs, as Tim alluded to earlier, they went they went toe to toe with Melbourne for three quarters a couple of weeks ago. Um, so I think. For a team like North Melbourne, you're just looking for those little signs, aren't you, that maybe they're on the on the way up or there's some improvement there. And I think I think <clears> that may have been what should be enough for their supporters and definitely the team to think, hang on a minute, we we um could be could be on the right track <clears> here. And it's not as if Melbourne were below par that day either. I think North Melbourne just genuinely took it up to them. And just on that too, uh, on the what the supporters should be thinking about North Melbourne, in my opinion, obviously there's more up, upside than what there is at West Coast, but I'd also argue there's more upside than what there is on the 16th place team. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with that. <clears throat> Definitely. Um, there's, there's a lot. There's, they've got a few players to like, really, don't they, North Melbourne? Um, uh, well, a few I being we're all, word on. We're, uh, yeah, no, but there's enough, I think. Um, we're all fans of Simpkin. Um, we've seen him play a bit, so there's 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 a leader right there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, built in leader. Uh, 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 Larky, Larky's shown, shown some good signs. And... Yeah, Larky. Well, <coughs> they've, they've gone out. They've gone out and you know, gone out and got the likes of Coleman Jones and Aiden Core. Yeah, uh, well, Jaden Stevenson, and they th- they threw a bit at him. Coleman Jones. Coleman Jones isn't even playing the scene. He's hardly played. I think he's played one game, maybe. Um, Jaden Stevenson, and he hasn't come along he as can't, we he thought. Wasn't there issues with the number one draft pick? Didn't he um, piss off interstate um, without telling the club? 
Well, apparently he was in Perth and he yeah. lodged. He lodged in uh, South Australia on the way home, which is I don't know why. Understandable. <clears throat> I don't know why it's such a big deal. Um, well, it might be more around you know um, communication. Maybe let um, you know your boss know that you're going to be a little bit later back to work, as they say. They, well, North, North have got to tread carefully, I think, because he's put off his contract talks at the end of the year. And I don't know. they just got to – maybe they've got to give him a talk to just quietly, maybe behind closed doors, but not have it so publicly. Well, 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 maybe he um, called off to South Australia to have a little bit of a sooky, sooky lala about the way they all got spoken to. Well, who knows? He might have been the one who cracked it, um, or one of many. Uh, but uh, well, look, they've been without Ben, uh, ben Cunnington. Luke McDonald's been a shining light for them. Yeah, Davies um, Uniac's another one that looks, Davies Uniac looks that's, that's looks fairly hand always looks look, fairly handy. It's gonna it's gonna take a while. I, I'm not. They, they're picking up they're picking up blokes like Will Phillips in the draft. It's not really helping them. Okay, so, so no, that's right. All right, so all right, I think uh, that's enough. Let's, have, let's have some grades. Yes, sir, let's have a grade. Uh, look, D minus for me. Yeah, I was going to go somewhere around uh, that mark I, as well. I grade on what I thought they might be, and they're really that's, yeah, that's right. That, that's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm doing it. Have they met expectations? So if they yeah. if they've just met my expectations, it'll be a C. Yep, and then we go from there. Oh. Well, I'll, I'll keep it in the theme of lingerie and their double D. <laughs> We're just going to go leather and lace for the Better leather and lace, yeah. Dude, um, probably, well, probably the most. Uh, Will and Steve. Probably the most, uh, I'd say the most unattractive double D you'll ever see. Correct. All right. So yeah. moving on, um, we've got the 16th place, Essendon. Hi, Braden. All right. Let's move on to 15th. <laughs> um, we, <laughs> very, no, uh, so, very nice. We, so, um, we can't not be honest. About well, yeah, look. Let's cut it down to only a couple of minutes. Um, I know we could probably go a whole podcast on defaming them. Um, for me, even though they've had two wins, they've showed nothing, anything that resembles ticker, in my opinion. I actually think they're probably nearly a basket case like West Coast because I can't see as much upside of Essendon as North Melbourne. I'd give them a double F. Yep. I'm the, they have been... <laughs> The most disappointing team of the year so far. Oh, that they, they, they played finals last year. Yes, and this, this, and is, a, they, and this is a team last year people thought were progressing or building or rebuilding. Well, <clears throat> I think if we go back to our preseason preview, um, I think the consensus amongst us was there probably not a lot of improvement there. Mm-hmm. I would have thought um, the they, opinion was scathing on the. We box, might have. Right? Um, we we thought they might stagnate, but um, they've just gone about four hundred <clears> steps <throat> backwards, haven't they? So they've got two wins, but who have those wins been against? So they beat Adelaide. They beat Adelaide and they beat Hawthorne. They they, they they beat Adelaide when let's be honest, Adelaide were probably at their worst that they have been that period of time because Adelaide yeah. have shown some improvements since then. If if they <clears> played <throat> Adelaide this week, Adelaide would account for them by four or five goals, I would have thought. I believe, I believe oh, so too. In, yeah, Adelaide, in, in Adelaide, they would. I'd I, I'm going to pose a question. Are, are Essendon the most poorly coached team? It does, um, it's, look, uh, yeah, well, he, he doesn't scream confidence, does he? So I, I don't know how many 
Essendon games you guys have watched, but I've watched about five or six. So there, I actually, I actually try to avoid watching Essendon games deliberately. But anyway, nah, well, I, I, I've enjoyed watching Essendon get smashed this year. It's been quite <laughs> hasn't enjoyable. Been, hasn't been not so, enjoyable. <laughs> no, that's right. So they're um, two and let, they're two and can, nine. But they, can, I, can I just say, Woody, listeners, just so people know where you're coming from, Woody is Robert Walls's illegitimate redheaded son. <laughs> Hard to uh, argue that. <clears throat> no, nah, thanks, thanks for that, Tim. Um, <laughs> the only time I'll the only time I'll ever be mentioned in the same sentence as Robert Walls. So, luckily, it's going to be recorded, and we've got evidence. Um, they're two and nine, and there's just you'd think if you if you're playing a certain style and it's not working, you might change a few things. And this is why I said are they the worst coach team because they just pl- try and play the exact same way every single week, and it clearly doesn't work. So, <clears throat> is is Ben Ratten just Stubborn, or is he just stupid? So Rutten looks rudderless. It starts from the top. Rutten looks Rutten looks rudderless, and their captain isn't exactly inspiring, is he? Um, not at all. Do they have a leader? Do they actually have anyone that's? No, 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 no. This might this might be harsh, but I don't think Heppel is that hard. No, he's not. But I'm saying let's look across some of the so the better teams, and I won't go into it. I'll just use that as a blanket statement. Um, there's someone or two, three, four guys that stand out as leaders. Um, who, who's a leader at Essendon? Yeah, so you, you can't come up with any off the top of your head, can you? The blokes who are supposed to be leaders, they're getting dropped. And... Yeah, mm. they, they do not have one. Um, I've got nothing else to say about them. They're just a basket Can I, can I and... just say, um, when I think Ben Rutten, I think of that mem of Homer Simpson. You know, look at me. I'm Ben Rutten. Yeah, that's pretty much all. That's his coaching yeah. style. Yeah, something. that's right. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they stand for. What do Essendon stand for? <clears throat> yeah, nothing at all. They just the, as you said, they're rudderless. Um, they are. They're, they're they, uninspiring. They look. They don't look like they have a system. They look like they just go out and run around each week. Oh and come that's on! What I mean. and, and they've done that for eleven weeks and only got two wins. Now, and they keep on. doing the same thing every week. Now come on, seriously. We've got that um, class midfielder that um, Mr. Crocker always says is a superstar. That's got to be an upside. Well, that's yeah, right. Uh, Dylan... Can you fill, fill us in? Who is it? Oh, the name escapes me, but that's Dylan how much Shield. attention. There you go. Dylan Shield, the, the guy that would be a walk-up start in any other team's midfield, allegedly. Better yeah, player um, than Jack Viney. Yeah, he, very he, true. Uh, Dylan, Shield, who, <coughs> Dylan Shield, who hits targets worse than I hit on chicken. Oh, my God. I was in high school. Can you, can you see what I can see? Oh, my God. <laughs> listeners, I'm, uh, I'm very, very pleased that listeners, that this is an audio medium and not a, not a visual. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll um, introduce uh, when we move on to the next team. But, um, in, introduce, oh. uh, introduce, introduce some scoops. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. anyway, l- let's get the grades for this Essendon um, before we move on to the Adelaide Crows in 15th. Um, Grade. Well, you know what? In, in the interest of your system mm. where... You're going triple Fs and whatever. I'm going to yep. give them four Fs if four they're doing Fs. that bad. Yeah, they ladies. I'd hate to <laughs> run into a lady like that, but anyway. Imagine, um, imagine the back problems. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and there are. Oh, back I reckon. Problems. I reckon you'd be bedridden. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, what are your um, measurements? Oh, I'll just stick with the traditional <laughs> traditional format, Tim, and uh, just uh, go yeah, with, go right. with the, just go with the flat F. 
Flat F. All right. Flat F. So that's enough, Essendon, because to be brutally honest, listeners, they ship me. We'll move on. Um, we've been joined by a half-naked the, man. Um, the the, male, the male, model, male model from Magic. jeez. Oh, uh, he looks like a combination of Braden Crocker and Clay <laughs> Morrison's love child. But anyway. Oh, I was going to say we... Um, <laughs> what, oh, yeah, hey, Chris. Hello, uh, uh, boys. Good evening. How's life in Queensland, mate? Just uh, not quite 12 degrees outside. It's probably about somewhere between 15 to 17, I reckon, but it feels probably about 10 to 12. It's pretty crisp. Well, let's just say... The Chippendales ain't got no competition. <laughs> anyway, if, if it's if it's, uh, Chris, if if it is crisp, is if it is crisp, I ask you not to move your camera down another couple of inches. Thank you. And we move <laughs> oh God! Anyway, um, it reminds me of that scene in um, Kingpin, where yeah. Yeah, the Amish yeah. bloke where it's been in the freezer. But anyway, um, Adelaide Crows. I'll, I'll just be up front and give them the grade. I actually think they've done a lot better than what um, I thought in our pre-season show. Um, they've had three wins from 11 games. I actually will give them a D. Only a single yeah, D. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, like, I'm with the grades, I'm not actually really looking at the wins as such when I'm giving my grade. I'm just looking at the way they've played yeah, their footy as well. The progress and, of it, yeah. Um, and there's a bit to <clears throat> like about Adelaide, isn't there? Um, they've... They've got um, Joshua Shelley. He's probably going to be a leading contender for the uh, rising star. Um, ben Ben Keys is uh, leading that midfield quite well. They've got a bit out of the um, high priest as well. The, the, the mid the midfield's got the midfield's got a bit of sameness about it. I reckon they need. Yeah, it does, but I think they need to get they very they're very workmanlike. Yeah. So they, what they, I'm they say, do they need? Taller bodies and some class in there. Yep, but at their current stage of the rebuild, do they need that just yet? Or can they get by this year and next year just with that workman like? And then if oh, they yeah. climb the ladder and maybe I, they get eight they, or nine I wins think they next need year, it. I think they need then it they go get step. that guy. They need it. Uh, Adelaide, Adelaide as a whole have exceeded my expectations. Um there's two teams in the bottom 10 at the moment that have, in my opinion, exceeded expectations, and they're one of them. I say it every week when we, we talk about the games um, in, in the chat. Um, but, you know, whoever Adelaide's playing, you go, well, that's a danger game for that team. Adelaide's just one of those teams where on any given day they can beat you. Yeah, um, and, I, and I personally follow that too because I actually was worried when St Kilda played them. Uh, and as Richmond yeah, they, found they, out as they well. Beat they, they beat us by six goals. They gave us a, a flogging, so... Yeah, no, I was never writing it down as a certainty where Woody had said, oh, he's a win, you'll win. And I'm thinking, we could go down that's by 18 a, points. That's a signal. Like, they've only got three wins on the board, but they they, they look a lot better than a three and eight team, don't they? Exactly. Yeah. They're, they're a dangerous team. I think Chris, um, hit, Chris, hit, the nail, Chris hit the nail on the head there um, saying that... Well, they're quite. They're likely to come out and really fire up and beat a decent team, but in yeah, the same in the, in the same breath, they're they're just as likely to come out and maybe get belted by ten goals as well. Yeah, you they, are, but they're, they're, they're not a team. They're not going into a game 
or sorry, the opposition's not going into a game with Adelaide <laughs> thinking, you know what, if we're at eighty percent, we can cruise to a win here. If you're if you're off your game and Adelaide come to play, um, they'll they'll give anyone a run. Yeah, the Bulldogs think- fell into that trap, I reckon, a bit in Ballarat. Like they just sort of thought it was just naturally going to happen, and they ended up going down by points. I think I think that's absolutely what happened with us when we played them. We we went in thinking that we were just going to beat them and on to the next, and because um, we have West Coast the next week, and I think we kind of wrote that down as four free points, and we were going to yeah. win five in a row, and they just kind of jumped can- it. You can probably take that attitude into West Coast, North Melbourne, and Essendon, but as you can see, you, you, it's not going to cut it against Adelaide. They're they're going to exactly. be a really good side, um, probably in the next two years. They're not going to be down for long. I don't think if they're on the continue on the same track. Yeah, yeah. So oh, as, as, as per expectations for for me, uh, I'll C minus. Sorry. Yeah, I'll give them a straight C. I'll give them a little bit of a higher grade. I'll go. I'll go a C plus for simply on exceeding expectations. I I didn't think they'd play, and it's not even like you said, Woody. It's not the wins. It's the style of football they're playing. It's the way they're applying themselves to to every game. Um, there's there's a lot of good young talent at that team, and I I really enjoy watching. Yeah, them, if so. they get some, if they get some class in there, they can literally just make a big leap up the ladder. But that, that's what I mean before. I don't, I don't think they need that class just yet. If they get another year with the current crop to gel and they can push up to eight or nine teams, they're probably in a position to get uh, somewhat of a decent free agent or something like and, that. And, so they don't the need that cream even, just yet. Even in the draft. I think I think Rochelle has a little bit of cream. <coughs> oh, absolutely. We've got a does. little bit of cream. Yeah, so um, if you, the other if, thing if is, Woody, just keep stockpiling that sort of player. Yeah, but the other thing is, Woody, too, if they give it a couple of years before they start looking for a bigger fish, a couple of their older fish will be gone anyway, which will free yeah, well, up some room to go after a bigger fish. That's right. So Tex, Tex Walker might play out next year. <clears throat> he, he's out of contract this year. Um, maybe he goes around again next year and then that frees up that salary cap space to go get that bigger fish. Yeah. Maybe, and, it's, maybe they do that through him. And I like to refer to him as the high priest. Anyway, well, let's move on to 14th position. And that would be the very, very disappointing GWS Giants who were possibly, as we've had in our little chat at times, coached by probably the least successful with the cattle-type coach did, that they had. Did, did, he, did he jump before he was pushed? Hell I yeah. Think, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think they were going to resell it. No, no, that's right. The writing was on the wall. Um, he's been really disappointing um, ever since they made that prelim and the grand final. They um, just haven't gone on with it. They've had a few, they 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 have had a few excuses like they haven't been able to get their full side on the park for nearly. I was going to say injuries has been a little I'm bit gonna, of a factor. I'm going to counter that this year uh, um, as you know, Carlton have been smashed by injuries this year as well. Um, and they're still still putting wins together. So he, injuries, and as an excuse, only get you so far. You, and again, it's the same with the Adelaide thing. It's not the wins loss; it's just what they've dished up and what they look like as well. Yeah. But, look, but let's be honest, Carlton are masking a few problems at the moment. But anyway, that'll oh, be they are. Later. But yeah, um, just GWS have been disappointing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I think you know, Woody. I think fourteenth uh, on the ladder was uh, that's that that yeah. flatters the Giants. Um, like they they've played this year like a 16, 17, 18 from the ladder team. And if it wasn't, if that bottom area of the ladder wasn't filled with such weak teams, they'd probably be there. Yeah, they've, um, they've, shown, they've, shown flat, they've shown flashes of that old Giants. Like, um, like for instance, the first quarter against Brisbane. This one. Dude, the thing is, though, those, those, those flashes aren't good enough. They're, they're a team that's past that standard. That, that's not exactly. an excuse. That's not good enough for them. This is a team that's played in a grand final and two or three prelims. This isn't make excuses why we're coming 14th. This is like, this is, uh, and I think um, Cameron kind of nailed it in his leaving, or it was either his leaving conference or, um, or on 360 or something. He spoke to someone and he said that the, he said that his message wasn't getting from him to his players, whether it be through through his assistants or or whatnot or runners on game day. Just there was a breakdown in communication, well, that, that and that was his excuse. And it's like, well, that just sounds like a team that doesn't want to play for him anymore isn't buying into what he's he's preaching anymore, and he and he sensed it. Um, and and you look at what's what like it's just some of the changes that have been made um, with McVeigh coming in. Like I think I think the last two three weeks, him uh, Himmelberg going back's been fantastic. I think that's been one of the the better moves made in the last couple of weeks across the AFL coaching wise. So none of you are denying that they have talent on their list, right? Correct. Oh, it absolutely oh, underperforms okay. week so, in week out. So so. Stay f- so let's say let's say Clarko walks in next year. Is that an immediate change? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yep. I I think a lot of it was on Leon. If we if if we have to go, okay, what was the main reason this team was underperforming? We go Leon family. And I think they tied up a lot of big money in not many players. So the issue is that to jettison a few. They gave, gave money to Cornelio, to um, uh, to Kelly. Um, how long have they had this? Co- how long have they had this core of um, actual players though sitting there under Cameron? Like the, are we sort of thinking that Clarko's automatically going to improve? Them? Have has the window gone for that core of players? I don't think their list well, has enough. To win a flag at the moment, no. Yeah, if they couldn't work with Jeremy Cameron, they can't win it now. Okay, that's a fair call. Um, let's just give them a grade and move on. I'm I'm over the mm. the Giants. Uh, e for me. E, uh, Chris. Uh, e, e, e minus. Can I go E minus because they've been dismal, mate? I've been given brass sizes, so go for it. Yeah, I'll how, go E minus. How, 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 very, right. how very apt with topless Chris there. You're going to give bra sizes. Yes. And for me, I'll go a double E. And um, on behalf of uh, Robert Walls' love child, I'll give him an E. So we'll move on to the <laughs> next team because he's dropped out. Um, okay, we have a team that we were pretty scathing of in the preseason. And I think quite a few of us picked them for possibly 18th, and that was the Hawks. No, no. So enlighten, enlighten me. Well, they've exceeded my expectations, yes. 
They certainly have. And they, uh, I don't know, it's not about, <clears throat> is it not about as much about who you play at the moment when you play them? So they, yep. They might yeah. Have, yeah, so they might. Look, they might look, 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 look at Hawthorne beating Brisbane in Tassie. Like, it's just, it's just the Gold Coast beating Frio on the Gold Coast. It really is where you play them right now. And when as well. When you get them. In so, the rain, exactly. When, they got when, Frio when, in the rain. Yeah, when you get them. So, so Hawthorne got Brisbane, and Brisbane will probably, I think they're on, they're on the lock at eight-game eight winning, seven-game winning streak, something, something like that. So they were probably due for a downer. Um, what are the other wins, the other wins they have? Uh, they, they, they got Geelong on a day when their attitude was just shocking. Um, who, 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 who they, so they beat uh, who they beat in the first round? They got, well, they beat North Melbourne, so that wasn't it. So what they beaten they beaten beaten North Melbourne, Geelong, and Brisbane, and I forget who their fourth win was. My thing, uh, my thing with what well, while you find that Jez, my thing with with Hawthorne is we're talking about Adelaide as a wild card team, and yeah, when um, we get and, to them, and uh, and they got. And, and, and they got the, the most the most glaring example of not who you get but when you get them is they played Port Adelaide in round two and towed them up. I don't think they'd be towing up Port Adelaide today if they played. Exactly, they're getting teams at the right time. And we're when just they're jo- them. just joined by Woody again. Woody, um, we we're just we were just talking if Hawthorne towed up Port in round two, right? Yep. They wouldn't be telling up Port if they played them right now, would they? Um, no, not even close. Port Adelaide, we'll get to them very soon. But yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're a different team than the first month. I'm just, I'm just, all, all I'm saying is, it's when you when you get to play the teams, not where or how. So, well, not who, basically. Um, so I look at the ladder and see their four and seven, and say, um, look, I'm pretty sure they are they are who I thought they were. I think that'll prove to be in the latter, latter part of the season when the younger blokes get tired too. Yeah, I and think... they were always going to try. They were always going to, you know, steal one in Tassie anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think the Hawthorne we saw on the weekend um, when they got trounced by Gold Coast was probably the Hawthorne that I expected to see this year. Mm. Yep. Okay, due due to my absolute love for the Wee and Poo, I'll give them a D. Um, any other scores, guys? Well, well, can I like what I was just going to quickly say was Adelaide is a team that we obviously spoke about as a wild card team. Another team when we get to them is Collingwood, who I also put in that category. They're a team that I consider on their day to be very dangerous. I don't, and I don't feel that for Hawthorne. And I feel like a lot of people have them in that category at the moment, and I don't see it. Um, I see them in, like, the next tier down. Um, and I think just, yeah, due to, like, what Jez was saying, um, getting teams at the right time and whatnot, like, I'd, I'd probably give them a D plus. They're where we yeah. thought they were. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 a bit, I'm around the same. I gave them a C. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to give them a C. 
I'm going to contradict myself a little bit here where I said before I'm not really looking at the win column and stuff like that. But I think in the case of Hawthorne, we have to because um, I expected them to maybe only get four or five wins for the whole year. And they're at four wins at the halfway mark. So I think that's a little bit of credits in the bank there with me grade. So I'll give them a C. I think you're a bit too generous. But anyway, um, we've got about six minutes uh, before we'll go to a break. Just like quickly on that, Woody, what Jez was talking about, though, saying getting teams at the right time and <clears> Gold <throat> Coast for the last four years has been a blaring example of it. What if this is their only four wins for the year? Like, I know well, it's a half year report card. It's a half year report card. So if they if they don't win another game for the year, then if we do our post season recap, then uh, the grade drops significantly, doesn't it? That's right. But you were mentioning it before, Shieldy, as well. You're talking about the young guys not going to be able to sustain it. I mean, they're not going to have uh, Mitch Lewis and Dylan Moore kicking three and four every week for the whole year, are they? No. Right. And this All is right. the other five thing. Minutes. Five, five, minutes. five minutes on Gold Coast, boys. Yes, I was trying to introduce that, Jeremy. Thanks for, uh, <laughs> for stepping on the toes of the professional. They, they, anyway, um, they've come we're good, on to Gold Coast. I think we are on to Gold they, Coast. They started off slow, but um, I think they're, they're starting to come good. They're, I, I would expect that they're going to be right in the mix for probably that eighth spot come to the end of the year. Mm. I think they're, they're good enough to be to be in that mix. Um, question. Collingwood's, Collingwood's a win ahead of them. Um, does anyone think Collingwood's better than Gold Coast? Well, I yeah, do. I'll, 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 on their day. I'm talking, I'm talking about yeah. if we're talking about clearly better or, you mm. know, the, the, Collingwood don't stand out as, you know, a significantly <clears> better team than Gold Coast, do they? Well, if, if Collingwood played Gold Coast right up there at the moment, I don't think Collingwood would be a dollar eighty. <laughs> no, that's okay. right. Um, and let's... The, the thing with Gold Coast too is um they got Chole and Casbolt leading their forward line who aren't really the two rock star superstars. They're not household names, expect, are they? But um yeah. they're they're holding the fort, aren't they? They are holding the fort, and uh, pl- yeah, players like uh, sh- uh, shout out to Rankin who's had a pretty good year after teasing us. Yeah. Well, while we're giving shout out oh. to. Go- Gold Coast players, let's give a shout out to the Gold Coast organisation. Um, a few years ago, they traded pick two for Lockie Weller. Um, and, you know, they got shit canned by a lot of people for that. But um, Lockie Weller is a very, very good AFL player. So they traded pick two for a player that they knew that could play at the level. And he's been um, a very good player for them. And this is a time where um, no one wanted to play for Gold Coast. Uh, who, so, that, who was pick two? Who, who, that was, who? It was Andrew Brayshaw. Brayshaw, yeah, yeah. So, uh, forget, forget that. Um, they gave up pick two and they got a very, very good player. And they got a player that wanted to play for them. So I think that's a good deal that they made in the end. Yeah, they, and they got a player that fits their system. They didn't just go exactly out and right. get a guy. And he, he, he can play off half-back. He can play off half-forward and can pinch yeah. it in the middle. Um, he's a very good player. This, this year, there's probably three teams outside of my team that I've loved watching. And Gold Coast is one of those teams. Mm. I and, think and, they are just—they are absolutely brilliant. Their pressure this year. I'm loving the money ball forward line. Their their defenders are all absolute dogs. Like if I was a forward playing on that against that back line with like 
just, again, it's just guys like Collins as an example. Like he, every single contest is the contest with him. You get easy <clears throat> pass. Um, I just, I, I really, really like their team, and I, I, and I think they will be thereabouts for that for that eight spot at the end of this year. But again, it's like it's like a, a building building up a, a bit of momentum on the Gold Coast, and what you're talking about, Woody, with it with the organisation itself, is it's been coming for a few years now. We've seen the glimpses, and this year they might die off around sixteen, around seventeen, but you, and and they might fall a couple of games oh, off that, the pace. Oh, that's They've shown a bit more stu- substance this year, I thought. Okay, guys, yeah, bear, bear, right. bearing I'm in mind the remaining time, because we've only got two minutes. I just I, I, I'll, 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 I'll give Gold Coast a B. Yep. Uh, Jeremy? Um, to this to this point of the year, I'll, I'll, give, him, I'll, <clears> give, <throat> I'll give him a C plus because I want to I want to keep seeing it. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to give him a B, but I just want to add that... Um, They've done this without Ben King. So um, let's not forget that he would have been an integral part of their planning. Goes down mm-hmm. in pre-season with the ACL. I mean, chuck him in this team next year it's, and um, yeah. good, good yep. luck trying gonna, to um, they, contain... They've just, they've just unearthed Jeffrey too. They've got enough, they've got enough, they've got enough players there to, for them to at least have an era. So let's see, we've got Jeffrey. So this is, this, is, this is definitely Levi Caswell's last year. Jeffrey emerging and King coming back. Okay. I give him a double C. And just before we lose our minute, quickly, has um, their success so far this season saved Dewey with employment or not? Uh, Probably just too early to tell, I think. Too early to tell. I wouldn't sign him now. You'd you'd still be on the fence with him at the moment. A couple of wins or losses either way and you can be swayed. I, I fear you choose the guy that goes next year and then they become a top four team probably a year or two after he goes. There you go, listeners. You heard it from uh, Chris with what his views are. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Oh, well, listeners, we are back. I'm sure the boys have had a beverage. I certainly didn't have time, but that's the hard life I live. Anyway, we'll move on. Life, life, time... life of a professional. Life of a <laughs> professional, that's right. My masseur will be arriving in about an hour, so we've got to get through this. Um, okay, Port Adelaide are 11th on the ladder, and they have started off ordinary. I think they were 0-5, and 0-5. Oh They've now strung together five wins out of six games. So, what are people thinking? Well, they've done. They've done. Kenny, Kenny's done a good job to get sort of back to square, square the ledger. Yeah, square the ledger almost. And um, I think it. I think it rests on. They get their full compliment about. They need Charlie back in the goal square and few other blokes to come back. You know you know what I put it down to? We, when we were talking about Essendon and we said that they've got no leaders and they stand for nothing, mm. um, Port Adelaide have guys that stand for some, something and are leaders on every part of the field. Yeah. Yeah. From Jonas to Boak. Yep. Robbie Gray. Um, Darcy Byrne-Jones at the back yep. line as well. Um, Todd Marshall has shown some very good signs up forward as well. Um 
they just they're just a team that look like they they didn't in the first five weeks, but the last six weeks they're a team that plays for each other, and um, they as I said they got leaders and guys that stand up on every line. And they they uh, they didn't have didn't have much luck in the first five games, but you at least they didn't throw the towel in. I suppose you know what they did start zero and five, but. They weren't blown off the park, really, either, were they? So they lost to Brisbane by 11 points in round one. They got pumped by Hawthorne in round two, so that's probably the outlier. They lost by a kick after the siren to Adelaide. Um, They got done by five goals to Melbourne in a low-scoring game. Um, They almost overturned a nearly 50-point deficit against Carlton, and then, then they got on their run. Um, so the the signs have been good for probably six weeks, really, with that second half against Carlton. Yeah. Um, at least, like, they, they tried something to sort of arrest some momentum into the quarter, at least. They didn't... Uh, and and tra- as before, when you with you and... You and Chris were talking about getting teams at the right time. Um, so, like I said, with the Carlton, they were down by nearly 50 points or whatever it was. Um, and then they storm home in the second half and just fall short. And they got to carry that momentum into a home game against West Coast. Um, so they carried that confidence into a game and then that got them got them on a bit of a roll. Well, West Coast so, are going to do that to a few talking, That's what I mean. So talking about teams at the right time. So they played they played West Coast and then St Kilda after the Carlton game. Um, it could have been a different story if they played St Kilda and then West Coast, couldn't it? Yeah. I think um, St Kilda's poor kicking on that night helped them a lot, though. Too. Oh, absolutely it did. But <laughs> Port Adelaide still got the job done, didn't they? <laughs> I, think St. Kilda, I, I, I argue St Kilda got the job done, but they did get the four points well, quite out of yeah. <clears throat> That's right. That's that's not their fault that St Kilda kicked poorly, is it? So they did just enough. No. No. All right. So the due, to our love, due to our love of South Australian teams, do we want to throw a grade at them and move on? Uh, well, they had a poorer start for the season, so I'll give them a C- minus for that. But they're, well, they're tracking us. <clears throat> That's where I was going as well, C-minus. They're just behind um, parity, so I'll give them a C-minus. But um, this is a team that's on the up and up, so um, don't be surprised if um, there are a couple of games clear inside the eight before too long. And I'll, give, they I'll can, give them a double C. They can do some damage in the finals too. Don't worry about that if they get a roll on. Well, teams, no have, to, teams have to drop out, so we've got to find out who that is. Yeah, all right. Moving on. Um, we're a... Oh, well, anyway, I was going to think of something to say, but uh, I'm lost for words. Um, I'm sure Woody was um, when the siren went yesterday as well, but Collingwood were up to. Uh, they've had six wins from 11 games. I actually thought they'd be a lot worse than that, was my gut feeling. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah <clears throat> they've surpassed expectations for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna just straight off the bat say that um, I'm gonna give them a B because um, they're they're and, and they're playing a decent brand of football too, aren't they? They're not they're not a boring team to watch. They're not just chipping it around and you know trying to save games. They're actually taking the game on. Um, there's a lot of talk coming into this year about um, Nick Dacos, but um, 
I think the bloke that's really stepped up for Collingwood this year is uh, Josh Dacos. He um, he doesn't want his little brother to outshine him, does he? No, he does not, does he? And no, he, he's no. been a really good player for them. And um, Jack Ginnivan. Um, yeah, Ginnivan. Ginnivan, he's, he's, that's what I'm talking about with Adelaide, someone with a bit of dash and a bit of class. He, yeah, I mean, I, he's someone like Collingwood. Just, just want to say there's a lot of... There's a lot of Muppets out there in um, in uh, the land of AFL social media and just AFL fans and sports fans in general. Um, they like to say, oh, there's no characters in footy, there's no characters in sport anymore. Um, and then when Ginevan gets up to his antics and shows some character and shows some flair, those same people say, oh, we don't like that. Um, this this Ginevan fella, he's... He's a ducker. Let's just before anyone you know wants to go down that path. But he's an entertainer and he's just fun to watch. He is. Um, and you talk about playing to your competition. I mean, Collingwood have, Collingwood have beaten St Kilda. They've beaten Fremantle. They've beaten Carlton. Um, they 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 they've had wins against teams that at the moment are up at the top of the ladder. So that's right. So that, that that's. That's third, fourth, and fifth. They're yep. beaten right there. Yeah. So, so we know we we know if they play at their best, it's it's good enough. Um, um, I still think, and, and what's what's impressed me with it is um, they've had big question marks for me about their forward line and targets up forward and how they're going to score goals. But they've just found a way, haven't they? Yeah, they found a way to score goals. Um, the, one of their weaknesses, they sometimes their defenders can play off a little bit. And they can become, Darcy Moore. Darcy yeah. Moore. Um, <laughs> they can, be, they can loves, become a bit easier to score against. Um, yeah, that's Darcy Moore. Loves the Richmond, the Richmond, grass. Richmond, Richmond. Cut them up. So do the doggies. I feel um, like there's maybe a mini rebuild before we see the next Collingwood phase, though. Like I look down their list, and there's there's a lot of guys that in the next year or two probably may not be there. Like you look at the side bottoms and the Pendlebury's and the yeah, yeah. well you don't know, do you? They just keep rocking up each year, don't they? So, you don't, so yeah. if you look at the teams around them, so there's um, Western Bulldogs and Richmond are the two teams above them, and Port Adelaide and Gold Coast are the two teams directly below them. I would expect that um, all four of them finish above. Collingwood come season's end. So they're sitting 10th at the moment, but I'd suggest that they're probably going to drop down to 12th <laughs> or even 13th by season's end. But I we're only grading them on the halfway well, mark, and um, I think they've done very well so far. Ahead of they finished ahead of Hawthorne. Yeah, that's what I mean. So they're the, about 12th. I'll give you, the, give you the next six weeks, right? So they got Hawthorne this week. Uh, they play yep. Melbourne, Melbourne on Queen's birthday. Then they play the Giants at home. They play the Suns. They play North Melbourne. They play Adelaide. And they play Essendon again. Yeah, so that's a well, that's as good as a draw gets for the next six weeks, isn't it? For any side, so they mm. could they could actually set themselves up. They could go four and three or five and two if they play really good footy. But mm. that that the the, the 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 fixture actually masks. I actually don't um, think they've got a brand for finals, it? but anyway, that's only if they if they they've got a very favourable draw the next few weeks. But um, I don't think if that if that's the sort of draw that they can win five games or whatever and get themselves a spot in the eight, I think it's probably more the fixture that's got them that spot. And that um, they would just get blown away um, come oh, finals, wouldn't they? I don't think they'll be in that conversation regardless. 
That would be that would be a massive pass, though. For them to play finals this year would be a massive pass. Oh, absolutely it would. And and that draw gives them a good chance to get it. They're already six yeah. and five. Um, with a run in the next six weeks, um, you know, they could be, you know, ten and ten wins by then, <laughs> potentially. I mean, they're in a favourable position. And Craig McRae isn't dying wondering, are they? He's, um, so he's got a developing side, but he's telling them to go for it and go forward. And that's what I mean. They, they, they play a good brand of footy to watch. That, when they're they, on, they're yeah. on. Yeah, they, they do. Well, I, I said it in the group chat to, today or yesterday that I, I, I saw his presser after that game on the weekend. And what did he say? He said that, you know, he wants them to walk like winners, talk like winners, play like winners. Like, And that's that's the attitude you want your team to have. You don't want them to go out and be like, all right, we're going to get pumped by 15 goals today, but let's give it a crack. You want them to go out and be like, we can win this game of football every single time they go out on the field. Like, and that's the thing with their win against Carlton yesterday. Um, they just wanted it more, didn't they? Like no one, no one thinks that Collingwood's <laughs> actually a better side than Carlton, do they? But they just willed themselves over the line. They wanted it more. They had numbers at their contest, and they were hungry. Well, they and, they actually <laughs> probably made the game look closer than what it should have been too, if they're poor kicking. Oh no, that's right. But they 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 showed up to play, and that's what Shields is saying. They're a team that's just having a crack every single week. Yep. yep. Oh. And, and, and you know, this is a team that's only, you know, two years removed from being a fourth, fifth team on the ladder. Like, they're, they're trying to fast track a quick rebuild, and it's not going too badly, if we're being 100% honest. No, um, Chris, your camera snuck a down a bit, mate. Just for the. <laughs> uh, just <laughs> let you know. You'll have our eyes out with those, mate. Oh, um, God. Headlights. Headlights. Anyway, um, I, I know it pains me that we next we're going on to uh, Chris's favourite yeah. topic. So yeah, but uh, hey, 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 grades, grades. I've already given Collingwood a B. Yeah, I'll yep. give it a B for me. Yep. Yep. I'll I'll give them a B minus. I'll give them a double B. We'll move on to Richmond. Um, yeah, look. I'm not surprised. I thought they'd be a 50-50 um, at the start of the season. What are your thoughts, guys? Yeah, I'm the same. I thought they, <coughs> going into the season, they um, wouldn't be experienced the lofty heights that they have previously. And I thought maybe that seventh or eighth spot would be theirs. Um, and right now, conveniently and rather humorously, they're ninth. Um, but I would say they're... They're right about where I thought they might be, so I'd give them a C. But um, they're in fine form the last four or five they, weeks as well. They so. are. Here's what I here's what I say about Richmond. Uh, the who they who they're playing on and who they're playing on a given day, they can actually look like genuine premiership threats <laughs> uh, just by the way they play or some of the results that have come in. But I think you'll find. Um, I'm forecasting. I think you'll find once they come up against the big boys, that may not yeah. be the case. So they've shown a bit of inconsistency yeah. um, from week to week, haven't they? And I think it's not going to be – it wouldn't surprise me. Same, it, same can best. be said of a lot of clubs too. It's not just Richmond who, no, that's right. who, who, who might not come up against the big boys. But Richmond, Richmond, are going to be under, Richmond are going to be under the spotlight a bit more with that because of where they've been the last few years. Um, so – like I said, I thought they'd be about the seventh or eighth team, place team, so they're not far off. They're only um, ninth by percentage. Um, they're about where I thought they would be, but 
it wouldn't surprise me if they could sneak almost sneak into the top four, and it wouldn't surprise me if they if they stayed just outside the eight either. I, just, I, I haven't got a really good read on them at the moment. Yeah, are they that, going as Woody? Are they going as good as your favourite Bundesliga team? Well, look, they they they're not not world beaters, are they? But they're not they're not bottom feeders as well. But yeah, they they've got a little bit of the Borussia Mönchengladbachs about them, don't they? they I they thought have. they might have. Yes. No, lads, lads. Mm. Uh, so we're gonna. We're going to wind up the shields meter, and we'll give him sure. a couple. Give him a couple of minutes just to give you, give us a quick summation. And uh, uh, just why, just and listeners, just why Chris is doing that. Us three guys are going to the fridge to get a beer and put the kettle on. And <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> no, look, um, I'll, I'll. I think um, we're probably a win off where I thought we'd be at this point. In the year, I thought we'd be in that seventh, eighth position. Um, and I'll start by saying discipline is probably um, been our big downfall this season. Um, main main probably, reason, probably the main reason they lost on set on Friday night. To be honest, if you well, if you were well, honest, we're, 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 we're something ridiculous like 20, 20 odd free kicks ahead of any other team conceded and 10, 12, 50s conceded more than any other team on the week. We are a bunch of grubs, so I would expect that. (laughs) (laughs) But, 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 but as far as, but again, you know, I feel like um, we've scraped by to just over 50, 50, um, Tim. And I feel like we potentially... Because uh, we've done that in my eyes, still battling a little bit of injuries and a little bit of Dimmer deciding kind of where his best 22 sits. Um, there's been a lot of cha- chopping and changing. We haven't had the same 22 all season. Uh, I mean, continuously you, in any games. Do you think? Do you think your um, best? Do you think your best is good enough? Yes, I, th- I still think Rich- a fully fit Richmond can beat any team currently on their day. I absolutely believe that. Um, but in saying that, I don't think we'll win the flag. I don't think Wait. this team probably has another flag in them. And that's solely because I I don't think they mentally... Like, I've, like I opened talking about discipline. I just don't think it's there. I think, men, I think there's the talents there and the players are still there. Um, there's still 15, 16 dual premiership players... <laughs> In the team. How 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 long can you hold on to that though? Saying oh, there's 15 or 16 Premiership players still there. How how long can you hold on to that before you actually need to see um, them, you know, climbing back up to those standards again? Well, well, the thing is, we're a year removed from winning a flag, and last year decimated by injuries. This year, still pretty hammered by injuries and sitting just. Outside the eight on percentage, and this goes back to. I think you give Richmond a decent. Like our next four games are at the MCG. There's no reason that we can't. What What if we come out and beat Carlton, Port, um, Geelong? Yeah, Carlton, Port, Geelong, and and West Coast. Yeah, that's I think from memory. Um, And this is you'd hope to win two of them. This is what I mean about not being able to get a read on Richmond. I wouldn't be surprised if they won all four, and I wouldn't be surprised if they went one and three. I just, I just mm. don't know what to make of them, really. Like you, you look like on the weekend we still had no 
no Pickett, no Lynch, no um, no Lambert. Like you put those guys out there. I think I think, I, I think you put a line through Lambert. I think his career is cooked. The squad. No, he, he just he's a bit. He, he played through injury for a few weeks longer than he should have. Um, I don't think he's gone. I think he's just having a little bit of a hiatus. I don't. Uh, I, 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 don't I don't think we'll see him again this year. I I, I think we will. It's a big injury to come back from mid during the season. I'm, I don't think so. I don't think. It... Well, well, we'll see. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't, but I, I will see. No, I don't think I don't think Richmond would be trotting him out there. Just um, well, for the sake of having him go. Like, like, this, we, I, like I'm starting to. But this is the other thing. Like over the last few years, I feel like there's a couple of guys that I pinpoint that we maybe should have held on to. Like, I would have loved to have moved Castagna instead of Butler when we had the choice, and here we sit. Has Robbie Tarrant, uh, been, has Robbie Tarrant been that fantastic? Well, he couldn't get a game over the last two weeks, and if it wasn't for Bolter's injury, he probably still wouldn't be getting the game. don't think he's been that great. I hate being so cynical <clears throat> about Richmond. No, but David, David King David King had a great point on the weekend. He said, because we didn't put Robbie Tarrant onto Buddy till after he had his, after he had three or four of his goals. And David King talked about how for the last 10 or 11 years, who's been lining up every single time Porter, uh, every single time North Melbourne played against Sydney, even in finals we're talking about over the last few years, it's been Robbie Tarrant. Like you'd think in, like, I love Josh Gibkiss and he's a star of the future. And, the, and Buddy's first half was quiet, but that move should have been made a lot earlier, if not opened with that move. Uh, Tim, how's the Shields meter going, mate? Oh, look, um, Jet, I just want to say something that um, Chris did uh, allude to. I'm glad you woke me up. I was in the middle of texting someone because I was just that captivated by Chris's <laughs> spiel. Um, that, um, I, I somewhat agree with what he says when they bring their best, but I think the change in Richmond which is a little bit of a tiny down spiral. I think even if Richmond bring their best against, say, a Melbourne, they need Melbourne to be off, even if Richmond bring their best. Where I think in past seasons, that wouldn't have been a factor. I just think um, that's where they've dropped off a little bit. Nothing dramatic. And my other thought is that, you know, you, you you referred to it about the 15 or so premiership players. Look, Sport I play every summer, I've played with about 15 bloody premiership players as well myself, but they're 80. And I yeah, think um, yeah. I th- what I'm trying to get at is I think they're getting that a little bit older. Um, Tim, and Tim that might be related to injuries. De- Tim plays the most deadly De- sport De- uh, known to men. Yes, gets pretty hairy out on the green. Mm. But no, Chris, look, I, I don't, don't disagree 100%, but I just think that the shift has been Melbourne need to be off and Richmond need to be at their best so I think, when so those I think two teams when play. Rich, when, Richmond are at, when Richmond are at their apex, their best was enough to wipe anyone off the floor Correct. Uh, uh, by 10 goals. Their best at the moment might just be enough to get close to a Melbourne or a Brisbane. Is that fair? Well, that's, yeah, that's I, what I, like, I, 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 I said it before. I said, like I said, our best, I think, could win a flag, but it won't. And I said, I don't think we'll win the, the flag this year because we can't do it consistently. And that's why we're 
just above a 500 team and we don't have a win over a top eight team this season. Tom Tom Lynch was a massive out on Friday night, by the way. I don't don't think that got spoken about. Well, I just Just said we've got like Lynch and Pickett, like they're massive outs for our team. Like, and Sydney are just about... We sure about Pickett? We sure he's a massive out? Yeah. From a rich... You'd rather rather him in than a Ross, (laughs) wouldn't you? You, you in, in the team instead of Ryder, well, I, I, I'm not a massive fan of Ross. I think his his disposal is insipid. But uh, well, you obviously haven't seen much of him this season because it has actually been better. All right, the Shields' run has run, run, run its course, Tim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, let's give grades. My grade for Richmond is uh, look. I'll give them a double B because I think they're exactly where I thought they'd be. Yeah, um, B, Jeremy. B minus for me. Chris, uh, double A I'll probably, B. but anyway. I'll, no, I'll go. I'll go B minus because okay. I would have liked a win or two against the top eight team. And Robert Walls's love child. Are you there? <laughs> no, we'll jog. We'll jog on to the next team. We're moving on. We're into the eights, and a team that's very, very connected to the place that Jeremy, myself, and Woody call home, Ballarat, the Western Bulldogs. I'm actually personally not surprised at their situation because I have been abused on social media, as has Woody, by fat 500-pound women that think they know football. Sorry, but she was 500-pound, and she was a woman. Um, That Josh Bruce, that they're actually most important player, and they missed him. Thoughts, guys? I don't think it's quite that simple. Is there a reason? He's a, he's no, a I'm reason. not saying he's a, I don't think he's the whole reason, but he's a big reason. He's a big reason. Um, <clears throat> I think they come. I don't think their attitude was terribly good at the start of the year, particularly the coaches. Well, I, I he did get a media man sacked. Um, I don't know. Might, have, says- a of, might have a bit of voodoo power. No, Bevo, Bevo just seemed Bevo just seemed shirty and full of excuses at the beginning of the year. The, 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 the first five weeks, the Bulldogs seemed a bit entitled. Like we're going to cruise through. We'll win three or four, five of these, maybe, and we'll we'll be fine. We played in the ground, and you know they they got rocked around a little bit, um, but they've come good. Same with Port Adelaide. Did you say they've come good, but they're still only eighth? And do we really look? think that they're going to get better is like they've come good but is this as good as it's going to get i i actually think it is i don't see them really being much better than a 50 50 team and woody the guy we say is the most important player he's not going to have an impact coming back from a knee rico halfway through no no no, and that's where they really struggling um up forward um that they can't really kick a score week to week either, can they? Norton takes marks and then he kicks one goal four, misses shots from 15 metres out right in front. Um, yep. Jamara Eugle Hagen might come back in this week, but geez, he doesn't, he doesn't he's, look he's anything not. close. He doesn't look anything close to being worthy of that number one pick, does no, he? And he's, well, he's, he's been yeah. somewhat disappointing. He's he's not uh, he's not a game changer at the moment. No, he's I think I think he's in danger of probably being off the list in the next two or three years unless he makes drastic improvements. Because if he continues along this trajectory, um, he's he's going to struggle to get a game anywhere. Another so Richard Hambling. 
I said it in the chat either yesterday or today uh, about the Bulldogs that they scrape by with just enough wins to make the finals every year, play really well in the finals, snuck a flag, made another granny, couple of prelims. That's how they've done it. Now, in previous years, that's that's cut it for them. Um, I don't feel like this year, um, I feel like the competition's a lot more even. I don't feel like that's going to cut it this year. Um, I mean, you look at the eight and you go, <laughs> okay, well, good chance. There's four teams fighting for two spots. Five teams, if you want to throw the Gold Coast into the conversation. Yeah, but um, so let's... And, 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 and I don't think winning enough games and cruising through is, is going to do it this year when you've well, got I don't think they're I don't think they're going to win enough games and just sneak in. Like, they're sitting eighth at the moment. We've just spoken about Port Adelaide and Richmond, who are ninth and tenth. Well, same as, same as, same sorry, as, not ninth uh, and tenth, right on their hammer. Um, Port Adelaide and um, Richmond are going to overtake Western Bulldogs. So well, the Bulldogs are going to be ninth between. or tenth at best. Look at the draw. Sandwiched, sandwiched in between games with the Giants and the Hawks. They have Geelong this week. And they have Brisbane. They have Brisbane uh, up at the Gabba. They have Sydney at the SCG. They have St Kilda. And then they have Melbourne. We'll find out a lot about them after. They could be down behind the Gold Coast by then. They, if they're not oh. down. I would suspect that... Um, so by, the, by, by, July, so by, by July 23, they would have played Melbourne, and we'll, I think we'll find out a lot about them by then. Yeah. Yeah. I'll no, say something is... here on, on that run run home, or that block of games. Um, they better rely on Max King kicking poorly because I could see him really opening them up for a new one. If he just needs to get his kicking together, Max King, doesn't he? And That's what I mean. Like if he's if he kicks poorly like he did earlier on the season, they're a chance. But if he well, kicks, listen, you know, listen. seven goals one instead of six one or something like that. Yep. And and you nailed it, Tim. You nailed it. This one, is the thing with yeah. the Bulldogs. They they they're like they rely so heavily on their midfield. Like it's all good yeah. to have this star studded all star <clears> midfield, but it doesn't matter if you've got spuds up forward that can't kick straight and you've got a fragile defense where half of it's injured. Yeah, it's like, all like a waste yeah. of effort, isn't it? Yeah. And that's the that's the big question, Mark. As you said, they're loaded in the midfield and they've got guys in the midfield that can kick goals reliably week after week, but um, they've got no reliable forward. Are we uh, are we tipping them to beat the Cats this week? No, no, absolutely not. I don't know what the line is, but I'd take along at that line. You sound pretty adamant. Oh well, they're do- they're at a dollar ninety, and the Cats are a dollar ninety four. So, oh, really? Pretty, so how can they be favourites? It's, wow. it's pretty even money. Yeah, Mate, I think it's a home game at Marvel. Right, that doesn't for matter. The dogs. Oh, they, 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 they cannot. They, they can't keep. I think, that, and then down, down the track, I think six weeks later, they play Geelong again, Dan. They just can't kick a score. Yeah. Yeah. Can't. In, in, in fairness, though, that, that Geelong game... The Cats are going to drop three back at every contest on on bloody um, on Norton, and the Dogs will be lucky to kick <clears> six goals. <clears throat> but, in, but in fairness, they could be a dollar eighty each for that game. Like It depends yeah, if Geelong right, turns up, well, too. Four cents, you might, you might as well call it even money. Yeah, that's the yeah, thing, though. Geelong, yeah. Geelong, what I'm trying to say is, yeah. Geelong can kick a score. Bulldogs Correct. can't. But it depends what Geelong turns up as well. Like, yeah. even though they can kick a score, look, that's, no, a, Cat, close, no, that's, that's a pretty that's close fair. game. That's fair. Geelong have been up and down this year. That's, that's yeah. what I'm getting at. Both teams have been up and down. I reckon that's a close game. Yeah. <clears> All right. <throat> uh, Swans, is it? Cindy? No, no, we haven't given a grade, mate. 
give them a grade for Excellent. Christ's sake. Good. Uh, I'll give the uh, doggies a C minus so far. Okay. Um, from where from where I had them from where I had them pegged at the start of the year. Sorry, go. Um, they're they're pretty much where I thought they might be, just hanging on to the eight. Um, so I'm a C for them. All right, the male model from Mudgy. What do you reckon? I'm going to go a C minus. They've just salvaged some pride so far. Barely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I reckon they're they're breaking about even. Um, we'll go with like uh, a C. I, I had them picked for top four, and they're just scraped into the eight this week. So I can't give them any. I can't like it's barely a pass mark. Yeah. All right. So we're, we're, we've got the uh, nine minute countdown happening. Um, so we'll move on to Sydney. Um, just quickly, oh, look, I think they've been a, a bit like Western Bulldogs and what I've said about Geelong. I think they've been a bit up and down. And I reckon the Swans are about where I would have thought at this stage. What do you think, guys? I think, could they be, could they be, could they be one of the teams that drop out for someone to come in? Yeah. You, you know what? The, the Port Adelaide. We said they're a bit scratchy. Richmond up and down. Bulldogs up and down. Sydney are the same. Like everything was said about the last few teams, we can say about Sydney, can't we? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the same thing about their, you know, they're very strong forward and and back, but their midfield, it's yes, they're playing well and they're playing in a very well coached system that's been that way for fifteen years now. But there's a lot of young kids in that Sydney midfield, like. Can they sustain it for another back end of a season or are they going to get exposed? Well, so like Josh, first a guy like Josh Kennedy, he's, he's, he's going to be out for a bit now as well. So I don't think I don't one think of those Josh, guys has to step up. I don't in, think Josh field. Kennedy I don't think Josh Kennedy's that big a loss for Sydney yet. No, I don't think it is, but it's still that experience in that. I don't think he's not, he's not, he's not half a player. The, the Warners, the Warners, the Goldens, the the Campbells, the like these kids, like, are they going to be able to keep this up for just, another back? Speaking of Braden Campbell for a second, um, how good is that left boot of his? It's, it's stellar. Well, that yeah, the that, is. Going that, got, that came back on Friday night, that was an un- unbelievable he's a, shot. He's a brilliant kick of the well, ball. Well, they've got, they got, they got Melbourne and the MCG this week. Then they've got Port Adelaide, Adelaide and Adelaide, which I wouldn't write them down for. Um, and, then, and then they play St Kilda. So they, 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 a, they could couple those. They could go zero yeah. three there, and then they're well off the pace, aren't they? Yeah. But again, we'll say that about the last few teams. So I mean, there's there's a reason these teams are seven, eight, ninth, tenth, eleventh, isn't there? Yeah, because we're just unsure about them. Yeah. And I don't think we really like, we could go on about it, but we're just going to rehash what we've said about the last few teams, aren't we? Just yep. insert a yeah. different player's name. Um, okay. But look, you look at three of their wins this year. They've come off big performances from Buddy. Now, we saw the last three years that Buddy's body breaks down and completely collapses. Now, how long is it until Buddy starts missing two, three games since this year? Yeah, like, I just want to add to that. Like we said before, like um, Chris, you said Warner, Campbell, Golden. Can they sustain this for um, the second half of the season? Um, I don't think they can because they keep having to come from behind as well, don't they? They're giving up leads yep. and having to come back in the second half, and you can't you can't do that week after week after week <laughs> with a young midfield. So um, if they keep giving up these leads and having to play from behind, 
um, they're not going to be winning the games <coughs> that they have been. I think they were six one. They were six and one, six and one, or uh, five and one after the first six, and um, and they've only those, added those wins. wins well, those th- those wins were over the Giants, North Melbourne, West Coast, and Hawthorne. So it, uh, five and one. So they've got, gone from five and one to to what are they going over the Seven next five games? Just two and three Seven or and four. So yeah, yeah. they're gone five <coughs> and one, and then two so and three. They, they lost. So they lost to the Suns at home, and they got towed up by the Brisbane Lions at home as well. Mm. Yeah, and, and you, this is um, the same thing again. There's a couple of those sides outside the eight. Richmond has beat. Sorry, Woody, but Richmond's been the exact same. They've beaten the teams they should. Like, but wouldn't you like? I, and I'm looking at it as yes, we haven't beaten top eight team, and Sydney, and they're the same. It's but at least you're winning the games that. You yep. should be. You should okay. be. I know it's not, it's not a consolation prize business. And, and if, I suspect... If you can win a couple of the others, well, you'll sneak in. Like I, I, I suspect that when we come back from the break and get to the next team, it's going to be the same theme again. Um, so we don't really see those teams, at, you know, 6th, 7th and 8th and down to 12th where the Gold Coast are, which are the teams that are going to be fighting for those last couple of spots in the 8th, um, they're probably not going to do anything come September either, are they? No. All right. no, if we're talking, yeah, sorry, if we're, just one last thing. If we're talking teams in that block and teams that are going to do anything in September, I'm only looking at three teams. I'm looking at the Western Bulldogs, Port and Richmond. The ones that have done it before. And and is yep. that why you're saying it about them because they've done it before? Sydney hasn't proven anything to me. Sydney's proven nothing to me. Like, no, they're, so. they're, they're they're better than better than most, aren't they? But they're not as good as the best. With those teams, I don't feel no. Okay, um, let's have a let's have a grade. Uh, Swans, um, C plus. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. See, were they top four? Did they finish in the four last year? I think they no, did, no, they lost they? lost the elimination final to the dogs. But yeah, but they the finished. Dogs. They finished so they, in the top four. No, no, they didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah playing elimination. Uh, Giants. Oh, no, Giants. Sorry, elimination. That's right. They lost the um, elimination final. Think, to Giants. Yeah, I think they finished fifth, I, and Giants finished finished eighth, and they beat. That's right. They did too. Um, I'm gonna give them a D because they've slid a bit, and you think there's a team that probably should have made that next step, and they just haven't. Mm. Yep. I think they've been a little um, disappointing. I agree. I'll give them a C minus, and that's solely at the halfway point basis criteria. I think end of year it'll be a lot more disappointing. And I give them a double D. Anyway, we're um, come to a time for another break. The lads look like they need water or beer or something like that, and Chris probably needs a hot shower a <laughs> or a shirt. So we'll, we'll move <laughs> on, and we will be back at the other side of this break. Well, we're back after a little break. And we'll get back into it straight away. Uh, We're now on to a team that... um, may very well have caused us to lose a podcast member and also another one that's still with us get a bit tough last um, season when we were talking football. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Um, we're, we're all um, 
friends and enemies and friend. Yeah. Anyway, let's move <laughs> on. Um, Geelong, Woody. We'll we'll have a bit of a quick um blurb, and then we'll might do what we did with um young Chris and bring you in at the end um to give to hijack the segment and talk um Geelong, I guess. Um. Uh, well, so your I, thoughts, Woody? Just uh, pretty much what we've said about the last <laughs> few teams, and again. It was said at the last few years with Geelong, it's that older brigade. Um, and the more the years roll around and the more we talk about it, the more pertinent it's going to become. In the next two, three years, they're going to lose a big bulk of their um, their core, aren't they? And I just mm. worry, do they, do they have the young talent <coughs> coming through? Um, Sam DeConing looks an absolute ripper down back. Um, Max Holmes looks looks a good type. Um, Tyson Stengel's been a brilliant pickup for him, but they're going to lose Hawkins, Cameron, Dangerfield, Salwood. I don't. Tom Stewart's probably around that age bracket as well. Uh, Mitch Duncan. Um, they're going to lose a lot of games and a lot of experience in the next couple of years. So, I think this year they're probably just hanging on. Um, and they might finish around six where they're at now, um, but I think the next few years they might be in for a, a, a few years in the finals wilderness, I think, but I don't think their side's going to be as pronounced as someone like Hawthorne. That's, yep, that's, no, that's, that's fair call. Um, I, I alluded to what I thought. I thought they'd been a bit hot and cold like um, the Western Bulldogs, but then again... Um, you know, Geelong have done that in past seasons and still finished deep in the finals. So it's a bit of a hard one still to gauge. I do think um, their Achilles heel at times is still the ruck, even though some would argue Stanley's been serviceable. Well, they actually... haven't They haven't had a ruckman since Brad Ottens, really, have they? Yeah, no, but I mean, talking about their current list, and I did also see um, there was a list in order of ruck combinations. And I know Geelong were very close to 18th, or they may have been 18th when it comes to their ruck um, combination compared to other clubs. Obviously, Melbourne were the, were the number one team. But um, I do think um, come, you know, the big games um, in finals, that might get found out a bit more. But that's just my thoughts. What about you, Jeremy? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think if I... If I describe this season in a couple of words, I'd probably say treading water. Okay. That's that's actually a refreshing, honest um yeah, treading water. We'll we'll see we'll see down in the latter part of the season, but um I don't really see the point of us just busting our busting our ass just to finish seventh or eighth. Well, that's what I was gonna say, Jeremy. Would you as a support, and we've got an eye to the future here. Like I've, as I've alluded to, with the aging list and the guys that they're gonna lose in the next couple of years, um, would you rather honestly see the team finish sixth, or would you rather see them drop down to maybe twelfth? Um, it doesn't it doesn't matter what I think because the club thinks they can still win a premiership. No, no, no. I'm talking you personally as a as a probably more. He asked a, you as a supporter. Not as a supporter, but like without your your rose coloured glasses, and I'm not okay. saying that you generally give a biased view. Um, but I'm just saying as a as a as a supporter with a generally you've got a pretty good grasp on things and an eye to the future. 
Are you, are you better off finishing sixth or twelfth this year? Look, I wouldn't be if they if they did slide down to eleventh or twelfth. I wouldn't be glass half empty about it. I'll say that. That's right. You, when's the last time Geelong had a top ten pick? Yeah, yeah, not for no, not not for a little while. So, um, so that's what I'm saying. If you if you can get, you know, over the next three years, get two top ten picks. Um, you're going to be far from disappointed come five years' time, are you? And I, I believe, I believe we're a good club. So <coughs> if we can get some high-end talent and actually back our club in and developing like they have, and and that's what I said like before, like as you said, you know, you're a well-run club, you got the house in order and everything. That's why the fall isn't going to be as pronounced as Hawthorne's. But see, even in a real bad year for Geelong. There's still an even money bet to win all their home games, especially the ones down in friggin' Optic, the Antarctic down at Geelong during the winter. Uh, and that's the thing. If you've got a home ground, you may as well play your home games there. So, And, I, and I'm not bitching about it. I'm just saying no, that just gives them even a weak season. There's still a good chance of pulling 10 wins. No, exactly right. <laughs> and that's probably probably a good thing that they're, they're the only Victorian-based team out of Melbourne. So use that to your advantage. Could be detrimental though to them getting decent picks in the draft. Little from column A, column B sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. We'll, like, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think when the, I think down down, I mean, Coning and Stewart have been great down back. By the way, so if we if we can if we can hold up defensively and get enough <laughs> ball and get enough ball forward, the forward line is reasonably potent. That's all I say. Will it be enough to win us a flag? Probably not. But um, I, I, will it be enough to win you an elimination final? Possibly. Maybe. maybe yeah. Yeah. My yeah, my I, question I is my question is that really worries me about them um, is a thirty four year old pretty much when the St Kilda played his beaches in the second half. That's worrying. Thirty four year old. What do you think? Paddy Ryder he's talking about. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like, he pretty much was the difference. But as we said before, Geelong just... John, Geelong don't put a premium on Ruckman, do they? Well, that's an example of a good 34-year-old. St Kilda have a good 34-year-old, one of them. We have a few good 30-year-olds. There's 30-year-olds and there's 30-year-olds. So there's ones ones that are just just hurtling towards the end of their career, like a side bottom or... There's, there's, and there's ones that are actually still pivotal and contributing. So um, still have a few of those at the moment. What were you saying, Chris? Oh, just talking about the two different types of 30-year-olds. There's Scott Pendlebury in his <laughs> 30s and Bryce Gibbs in his 30s. Like, you've got two different players. Mm. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly like, right. It doesn't matter so, if you're 34, 33. That, that <clears> doesn't, doesn't matter if you're contributing, if you can play, if you're still smart enough to still play good football and stick yeah. to the structures, then... yeah. And, and look, and in fairness, there's probably a valid argument that Ryder is probably playing some of his best football at the age of 34, anyway. So, yeah, yeah. So I might maybe, have been a maybe, bit harsh. maybe that um, year off um, a few years ago was uh, I... reaping the rewards from now. Mm. I, I worry for I, I worry for Geelong for one thing, and that's just um, their reliance on Cameron and or Hawkins to kick a lot of goals. So, um, so yes, so reliance, so, <coughs> so reliance on a forward line to kick his goals. 
<laughs> Isn't that what a forward line? Yeah, spot? imagine that. Uh, okay, that came. Uh, I'm talking. No, I'm talking about two players in particular to kick their goals. Like, and I'm talking about come. Like, do you want to talk about an elimination final? I don't think they they have the spread if one or both of those guys were. So, to, if you shut out, if you shut out one of them in a final. I think you beat Geelong, correct. Stengel's kicked 23 goals as well. Yes, but again, how sustainable is he? He's on to his third <clears> club. He's been probably one of the recruits of the year, just quietly. And that's my bias. Oh, I, I, and, I, and I'm aware of that, but this is the half halfway of time of the year um, conversation, so there's still a back end to go. It's all about supply. If, you, if you're winning the ball in the middle and getting some reasonably streams, reasonable streams forward, then... Are you worried about danger, Jezza? His body as a whole? No, not in the slightest. I think, I think it's good for us not to have him there for a little while. What do you think of Parfit? Do you think he's a passenger or do you think he has potential? Parfit's one of their prime movers. <clears throat> That's what I think. Geelong must be happy with themselves because I believe Chris Scott signed on for an extension, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, two well, more years. Considering like a, a year and a half ago, he gave his entire wage back to Geelong in the COVID Oh, he's year. such... He's such a saint. I'm just saying. Well, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm just saying the club themselves would be indebted to him. That's all I'll say. Uh, gosh. Anyway. All right. Uh, that's uh, Geelong. I used to live there. It's a shit place. Um, let's uh, move on. Uh, what's <laughs> What's the grades? Um, Jeremy said before they're treading water, so <clears throat> I see he's about right. Yeah, I'll so give you, them a bonus. So, so you see for me. See for you. Um, Chris, did you give a grade, mate? Chris is he's he's almost like poetry in motion the way his screen's frozen like that. It is. Uh, Chris, it? <laughs> Chris, do you have a grade, or are we having technical difficulties? Uh, I, I, I did. I said uh, B minus. Sorry, the Wi Fi is a bit shoddy. At that's, the all, that's all right. You're not the only one. Woody's been. Oh, I've dropped out three back. times so far. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, only, no, um, <laughs> it's only Jeremy and I that have got we're rocked. So, we uh, we play, play West Coast twice and we get North Melbourne again on the run home, too. So, uh, uh, Jeremy, hey, 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 hey. Am I allowed to give a grade? Am I allowed yeah. to give a breast uh, a bra size? Yeah, well, yeah. When I'm finished, um, talk, when I'm finished talking about West Coast and North, you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, really. Anyway, I'm loving, um, I'm loving the sass. It's lovely. Just, just on the back of that, um, I'll bear in mind that Geelong's a shithole of a town. Um, I reckon I'll give them a double D because I think um, they probably should. Have won a couple of the games that they have lost, in my opinion. Now we move on to the next team, which is that pitiful, disgusting third quarter team, Carlton. Carlton. Um, to be honest, the, for my opinion, I give them a B because I think they've done better than what I anticipated. I knew they were going to improve, but I didn't think they were going to improve to be thereabouts for a top four spot. Uh, what do you think, guys? Yeah, B, B, <coughs> B plus for me. B plus, man. I'll just ask Woody a question. Do you think um, 
have you has there been a noticeable attitude change due to who's in charge of the players there at Carlton? Yeah. Massive, massive difference. <clears throat> I'll let you guys all go first, and then I'll give my thoughts. Yeah, that, end, so. yeah, those are those are my thoughts on Carlton. Well, follow follow the theme. Yeah. Well, well, I'm kind of i I was one of the ones, and Woody will vouch. I, I I've been adamant all off season that they'd improve and they'd play finals this year. Um, and like Jeremy said, I I didn't expect them to be fighting for a top four spot and to have sustainably been in the four and around it so far. That's a big tick. Um, and Charlie Kernow has done everything that we hoped he would do and more. Um, yeah. Walsh came back from injury early. Um, I think there's a, a lot of good signs. Um, but I, I worry because I look at the way they played on the weekend, just missing a few of those key cogs. Um, and... You know, you, you look at it, and the second you took, like, like they were fragile as it was, I felt. And the second you took Weedering out of that team, they completely fell apart. Well, I wouldn't say completely fell apart. They, they were, they did get within three points at the end. They were still, they still had a chance to win at the end. So I wouldn't exactly call that falling apart. They, I, they, they were not the, they, they, they're not the same. I feel like you take, you, you pluck Mackay and Weedering and Kennedy out of that team, and. You know, just that they, they they lack that depth. So they still, so, so they still got they still got reasonably close to a Collingwood team who were playing v- fairly well on the day. So I, I'll, I'll, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not I'm not half glass empty, glass half empty about that loss to Collingwood is, is what summer. No, and, and look, I'm not trying to discredit how well they're going, but I'm saying I feel like there's the signs, and Woody talks about it every week, and it it, it it's just the susceptibility I still feel is there. But it's definitely a massive increase um, overall. With the, the as as like you can you can see it in every facet of the club and the well, and the way they play. Well, let's talk about Since what's got. Let's talk about what's gone to this point where they're eight and three, and that's pretty good in anyone's book. Um, Absolutely. And they're like the 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 players that they have that you ex- that you would have expect growth from from year to the next. That doesn't always happen with Carlton. That that's happened. Um, yeah. Reasons is maybe a change of style, change of coach, change of attitude. But those, the, the book ends now. La- this time last year, we weren't talking about Kurnow and Mackay as, um, as being the best spine in the league and weedering or anything like that. We were, we were questioning Carlton's recruiting, but now, now they're eight and three. So, uh, Weedering and Weedering and Mackay are the best since best thing since sliced bread. So uh, it's the just back to the eight, na- so natural just, improvement for me. Yeah, yeah, just back to the eight and three though. Should a team that's eight and three only have a percentage of one hundred and twelve point nine? That's only if only if you're taking the pessimistic view, I suppose. No, I, I just question it when you consider. All the other teams that are vying for a top four spot are at least one twenty plus. That's a significant difference. Um, well, which of those teams is it? A few of those teams have uh, played the likes of West Coast and North and been able to bump up the percentage a little bit. Um, Carlton played Hawthorne. Um, I know a couple of teams 
above um, Carlton have also uh, yeah. touched up Hawthorne. Carlton, Carlton, haven't, Carlton haven't got that West Coast game yet. So. Well, I don't know if they have one or two coming. I'm not sure. <clears throat> I know, um, for example, St Kilda are in the mix, haven't played <laughs> West Coast yet, neither. Uh, Chris, Chris, we can't hear you, mate, by the way. Um, Chris, Chris has gone back to the days of silent movies. Yeah, yeah. I can, see his, I can so, see, his, see his lips moving, but I can't, I can't make out. I think it's time, time. Yeah, there we go. It's time to throw to Woody now, I think. I think we'll try. We'll go to Chris and see what he was trying to say before. I was just, I was just going to quickly say that the percentage of one hundred twelve, though, they've kind of got only got themselves to blame because you, you like three games this year that are blaring examples. I think it was from memory Hawthorne forty one yeah. points. Yeah, probably uh, they're up big. Yeah, like they've had their chances to have a percentage of one hundred and thirty. They just haven't taken them and. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I was going to say. And there's also the um, Sydney it's game. where up by five goals at half-time. So um, 41 points up against um, Hawthorne, nearly 50 against Port Adelaide. I mean, and let them all back in. There's That could be 20% that they've left out on the field. That's the difference between being in the top four and not right now. Exactly. Um, now, I've, I've, Jeremy said before that Tyson Stengel's probably been one of the recruits of the year. I'm going to counter off George Hewitt. Which I, I um, wholeheartedly agree with. Um, that's fine. And talking about injuries and stuff like that, Chris alluded to it before. So, and, and Chris is going to agree with me here that um, Jacob Wiedering is one of the best two key defenders in the game alongside Stephen May. Um, yeah. So Wiedering's now out injured for potentially six to eight weeks. Um, and we saw the difference with him off the field. And we saw the difference with Melbourne with Stephen May come off the field too on the weekend, but we'll get to that later. Um, so they've lost their best defender. They've lost their reigning Coleman medalist. They've lost their number one ruckman. And Matt Kennedy's missed a couple of games. And he's an important part of that midfield machine. So you take those four types of players out of every team and they're probably going to struggle. And, and Woody as well. You don't really want to mention his name, but, you know, value for money. Even Zach Williams missing for the last three weeks as well. Oh, wow. Um, That's right. We've had to find someone else to miss targets by foot in his absence. <laughs> um, oh, Cottrell's done a good job of that. Cottrell's filled that void. Um, look, and how, good, how, how, how good is Lockie O'Brien? I am a massive fan of this kid. He is. I am a massive fan. He's a... If you jump on Carlton's social media stuff, he's a whipping boy. Um, a lot of <coughs> a lot of fans like to focus on stuff. A lot of them focus on what he can. Or have you lost me? No, that's you. Um, they, they like to focus on what he can't do, but um, let's focus on what he can do. He can get into space. He can use the ball better than anyone else, and he can spot up a target because he's got very good vision and a read of the game. He's got poise. Um, he's, he, has, he has he has poise. And people say, um, oh, well, he doesn't win a hardball. Well, name a winger in the lead that does. Mate, Nick, Nick, Nick Dacos gets praise and he averages four, four contested possessions a match. Ed Langdon is probably one of the best wingers getting around right now. When does he win a hardball? And anyone that follows me on social media knows that when a Carlton game is on, I... I become quite bipolar. Um, the the That's I ride true. that roller coaster for sure. 
And listeners, um, it's very hard to follow him on social media because every second month he's on in jail anyway, but continue. No, that's right. But um, <laughs> look, we're eight and three. So um, I thought maybe at best we, we're we probably, you know, clinging to that seventh or eighth spot come season's end. But um, at eight and three and looking the way the ladder goes, it's going to take something very disastrous for us not to make the finals from here. Um the, the thing that annoys me, though, is there's so many things that just little things that you see and you just think it needs to be better. Um, we're eight and three and lost the two of those losses that are Collingwood and Gold Coast, um, who are teams that we're definitely better than. So I'd, everyone's focusing on the eight and three, um, but what about what well, could be? This, this team well, could realistically be 10 and one, really, couldn't they? When we sat here in the preseason, one of this, and we went, okay, which calling, which Carlton players do we want to see that next step taken from? We said Fisher, we said Silvani, we said um, O'Brien, O'Brien, and, and every, every single one of them has taken that next step. We said we want to see Hewitt and Chera perform at the club, and it's happened, and they absolutely like, have. Everything is just falling into place. Oh, absolutely, it's a Michael Voss thing. There's, a, there's a definitely a change in attitude at the club. Um, I think the big thing is there's accountability. Um, under Teague, it looked like players just run around and run their own race, but now they're all running the same race and they're holding each other accountable. Even a guy you looked at like last year, and you went like he could be delisted, like even like or, like even a Newman, and now you look at him and you go, "This is a guy that's in their best twenty-two. Like a, a bloke that's really stepped it up for me this year, and a lot of Carlton fans were high on him because of what he does with the ball, but I was um, more worried about what he did when he didn't have it. And that's Adam Sard. Um, we all know he's a good kicker the ball, but his defensive efforts this year—he's saved us a lot of game, a lot of goals in a lot of games. Um, I said, but I just want to touch on one other bloke as well. Actually, uh, two blokes: Corey Durden. He looks like he's going to be a fine player. Um, but we we mentioned before that Pitnet's been out for probably the last four or five weeks. But um, is this is him being out? Um, is this the opportunity that Tom DeConing's needed? Because he's he's getting better week after week, and he's he's finding form, he's finding confidence, and. How good is it when you got a bloke that's two metres tall that loves a hanger? Could we, could oh, we, that good <laughs> could we see... He uh, for every single mark. Could we see maybe in July um, deconing on deconing? Uh, no, because I think Tom is going to play a predominant ruck role, but um, we might see glimpses of it. Um, one thing too, we've got the mid-season draft this week, and with Weedering going down, we're obviously going to be in uh, prioritising a key defender, you'd think. So, well, well, Weedering loss is massive. Young, Young's stepped in and been good as well. Young's been very good as well, but, I mean, Weedering's one of the best two defenders in the league, so um, that's a massive, massive loss. So, we can't we can't replace him, but we need to find a way to cover him. Uh, great, great. Yeah, definitely. Um, we've had enough of the Carlton um, show. Um, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm going B+. Plus. Okay, if we um, had have beaten Collingwood, I probably would have bumped it up to an A. Yeah, same, uh, same. same. B-plus uh, for me. Uh, I'll go with C-cup. Um, all right, the next what? one is 
Yeah, Red the... Simon's over here. <laughs> um, we'll go on. The next team's the St Kilda Football Club. They're uh, not dissimilar. <laughs> they're not. They're not dissimilar to Carlton on eight and three. Um, I think they're just mediocre so far. What do you think, guys? I'm gonna just quickly get to them. I'm not gonna say a lot about them. What I do like about them is they don't have a star. They don't have a standout player. A someone that can rip a game apart, which may cost them some games later on. But what they do have is 22 blokes that just go out there, they know their role, and they play their role every single week. Yeah, I think they put in, put in max effort too. Yeah, I think they're exceeding their ceiling right now. I don't think they're a top four team. I think when it all comes out in the wash, they, like, I think they'll finish more around the sixth, seven, eighth spot, most likely. Um, and it's uh, and just to touch on what you said, Woody, it's to do with that star power and that, that ability to rip the big games away. They do like that. Um, and it's been really... But, but they've won these games over the last few weeks again without, you know... Steel and they've like the Rosses and the Sinclairs and these these guys and the Greshams and Max King stood up and like the that they're Tim they're, Embry. A good, they're, they're a good team but I don't feel like I don't feel like they're a I don't think they'll win an elimination fight. Yeah, uh, that's, that's what I was saying. They don't have that that genuine start to rip a game apart or turn the tide, do they? They've got twenty two players that play for each other and do their role. Yeah, but they don't strike to, me. to take that next step. You need those stars. I, I feel yeah, like they don't strike me as a powerful team. Like Brisbane's a power, Brisbane can be a powerful team. Melbourne can be a powerful team. They're yeah. a workman-like team, aren't they? They're a blue-collar team. I feel like in an elimination final, their backline struggles against, let's say, they have to play a Hawkins, a Cameron, or a Rewalt and a Lynch. I think they're going to struggle. And it, that's probably going to go down from there. Um, so um, I, I feel like their Achilles heel is their backline. As good well, as some of That's a... Had some ripping halfbacks this year, by the way. Um, probably the two best halfbacks in the league at the yeah, moment. I, sure. I like anyway. that backline. Um, Dougal Howard's a very underrated defender, so I'm just going to add that to it. I, I made a statement um, on social media, or it might have been in the group um, chat. The recruit of the year at St Kilda is the bloke that's coaching the backline because they've improved that much compared to last season, and that would be Mr Enright. Yeah, Boris is down there. And, uh, he's made a huge difference with that back line with what he's done. And just want to say that if Callum Wilkie's not in the discussion for all Australian this year, they're Muppets. He's got, he's got to be at least in the 40s, isn't he? He has to be a minimum in the squad. He is yeah. he's absolutely just goes out there, does his job. He's one of the one of the biggest intercept mark tallies at the moment. And he's also an accountable backman as well. And I was just going to say, uh, I'm glad just... you said that because I was going to say that's why he's not going to be in the All-Australian team because the All-Australian selectors the last few years have shown us that they like um, defenders that play off their man rather than defenders that actually can defend their man. Where Wilkie's actually a bit of a hybrid because he will run off his man, but he also is 
pretty reasonable one-on-one for a smaller backman that plays on bigger guys. Yeah. No, I think, I uh, I think Josh, Josh, Battle, Josh Battle's going back as well, isn't he? He's getting up back, yeah. Is a lot of run and carry, and I feel like if they play a three, two or three-headed big forward line in a, in a big elimination final, I think they'd struggle. Well, this is the thing. Um, the way St Kilda line up, up forward, though, they'll back themselves to um, have a shootout. And they've done that a few times this year Max already. King on his day um, can play a big part in a shootout. David King come out and said, and look, I know David King says a lot of ridiculous stuff at times, but as he said, if um, in September Max King has a 20-goal month, which is roughly five goals a game, he said St Kilda are every chance of giving it a shake because it means the other guys around him are also getting the ball. Yeah, and their only losses... Only losses uh, of recent times is to Melbourne and but Port Adelaide by a point. I'm I'm so, I'm much and, and you know what I think St Kilda in the second half against Melbourne showed everyone that they're beatable. Um, yeah, I I'm think lot, they showed I'm a lot the higher on I'm a lot higher on St Kilda than you are, Chris. I I think they're a genuine top four side. I think yeah, I think you might find they're staying they're staying where they are for the majority yep. of the year. And it's because they've just got contributors. Hmm. But oh, when it comes oh, to oh, the oh, finals, oh, oh, hold on, no. right. All right, all right. Well, let's go with a quick grade and move on because yeah, no, we'll, and, we'll, and we'll race through these last three teams. We don't um, need to I'm actually going to go an A minus. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go an A plus just because I I did not even have them in. <laughs> In my eight preseason, they've completely exceeded expectations, and that's why I'm probably being so glass half empty because I'm still waiting for it to come. Okay. No, B plus for me. They've had, had a magnificent season so far. I'll go. I'll go a B um, normally, but because. You know, it's it's uh, I normally would have gone double B, but it's like when you do, you know, you get a B, you, it's okay, you're not 100 percent happy. But anyway, we'll move on. Um, Fremantle, eleven three. Um, you you can you can overreact. Which one are you going to overreact to? You going to overreact to the two losses they had to the Gold Coast, and I tell you, I'm, I'm, or are you going to overreact to the win against Melbourne? I'm I. <laughs> What I'm going to say isn't an overreaction either way, and I think Shieldy will back me up here because we've both been pretty high on them for a long time. Um, I'm going to sum them up in two words. Genuine contender. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, and just to what you're saying, Jezza, um, they... I, I, I'm not looking at... I, I, I don't look at either of those situations with blinders on. I think good teams like genuine premiership contenders, they're, they're going to drop the odd game or two, but the fact that they take... They, the fact they dropped those two games, they came out, they, they let Melbourne get four goals up and then came back and absolutely obliterated them, said everything that... You needed it. To yeah, say they're, 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 they're capable of doing that. What I, what I noticed is what I noticed is their big big blokes can take contested marks. So uh, Griffin, 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 Logan, Rory, Rob—they were actually getting up and clunking him against Melbourne in the second half. And when they weren't, you got the likes of um, uh, you got the likes of bloody Frederick and that at their feet. Oh, how good, Frederick! Yeah. 
That is, that's a guy that just puts bums on seats, isn't he? Yeah. Well, their, their forward line is probably, you look at it on paper, and I've, I harp on about it. You look at it on paper and you go, that forward line's not going to, but the opposing team looks at it and goes, that forward line's not going to beat us. We can, we, here's how we're going to beat that forward line. But when you've actually got to go out and play against it, it's a, it's a hard forward line to play against. And it is, and, and their best forward hasn't even been playing for the last few weeks. Their best forward is Lockie Schultz, who can mark like he's 200 centimetres tall. And well, he's I'm, I'm talking Matt, Matt Tabernow as well. He's their leading goal kicker from last year, yeah, and he's, he's missed been, a few weeks. And he's been more of a decoy the last few weeks. For guys like Schultz. Yeah. Um, there's another bloke that pro- he hasn't played a game for him this year. And what they're, they're not, are they nine and two or they're eight and three as well? Eight and three. Eight and three. Um, there's a there's a bloke there that goes all right. Um, Nathan Nathan something. <clears throat> Fife, that's it. Nathan oh. Fife. Yeah, I mean, won a couple of round low yeah. medals, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he, he's still to play a game this year. Will he? Will he? Will he go to the middle and maybe upset the apple cart, or will they just stick him forward? Oh, oh, okay, you put him forward, surely. I don't know. They tried the experiment; it didn't really work. He doesn't okay. kick straight enough, but I mean, right. you chuck him. Straight into that fully functional midfield. He's not going to upset the apple cart. Right. He's just going to be I that. I don't want to. I, I don't wheels breaking. Let's meeting. go off grades. Go. Grades. Uh, I'll go A for me. Well, I'm, I'm per- this is the perplexion between this and the St Kilda one for me because I've been expecting this from Fremantle. I had them fourth in my pre-season predictions. So I'm going to go B+. Plus. Um, just because I expected this, so I can't. Yeah, that, that's them. the thing. I I expected it as well. So, like, I, you know, a lot of people would say an A plus because they've exceeded expectations. They're probably right where I thought they might be. Um, um, absolutely. So, and and it's without a few key pieces as well. So they get an okay. A minus for me. Beauty A for me. Moving on, Brisbane Lions. I'll give them a um, probably a B because they're where I thought they'd be. What do you think, guys? Yeah, I'm going to be the same with them. Um, they're exactly the team we thought they'd be. <clears throat> genuine contender and probably the best team to watch in full flight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, you, Chris? Sorry, Jez, Chris? Yeah, uh, I'll, give them, I'll give them a B plus just because sometimes they get a bit sloppy and they get a little bit, I feel like, complacent. Yeah, and... yeah A, B, B. But and yeah, it might, plus, I'm just yeah. going to say to the listeners here, it might sound like that we're going to rush through these next two teams in Brisbane and Melbourne, but there's nothing that we can say about them that hasn't been said already. Yeah. 100%. So we've all given our grade on Brisbane. Yep. B plus. All right. Let's um, move Lockie, on to- I just want to quickly say Lockie Neal um, might <laughs> be in contention for his second brand. And they got, uh, they got Dan, Dan Aher and McStay to come back in. So yeah, beauty. All right. Cool. Cool. We love Brisbane. Yeah. 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 Um, Melbourne. Um, what can we say? Look, I'd have to give them a B because they're where it's not like they've excelled or anything like that, no. and they've probably showed that they can be vulnerable, um, even though they are uh, only lost one game. What do you I think, think, guys? Yeah, I think, <clears throat> oh no, I'll, I'll, I'll give them an A, they've been outstanding this year. I, I, one little blip on the radar, every team go, goes through that every year, and it's but, not, no. it's not even a blip because, <laughs> yeah. For me, it's not a blip because they've lost a game to a genuine contender. So, yeah, genuine, genuine uh, contender. And they lost the, yeah, but they lost the You're giving them an A, the but you expected well. them to be there. So no, I'm not, I'm not giving them an A. I'm saying I'm not going to yeah. get... I'm probably going to give them a B. Um, 
they have been as good as we thought they would be. So you can't... You, if, if we expected them to be maybe seventh or eighth best team and they where they are, you'd give yeah. them an A+. Plus. What I, what I, what I might they say, are the team that we thought they would be. What I might say, for a, for a dominant premiership team, which we've seen a few over the time, they don't play... They don't play the way they're going to belt teams by 70 points. Now, they look beatable they, at they times. Just, they, too, just don't, they? they just don't play that way. And that'll, that'll probably, no. be, probably be enough for them to win a grand final. Cause and you know what? They still they still have question marks at those key um, forward spots. Tom McDonald, not ridiculously reliable. Mm-hmm. Sam Wiedemann's in and out the team. Bailey Fritch, superstar. Yeah, so they'll need some, con- um, they'll need some continuity going into September. Yeah, they do. Okay, I'll, give them, Chris? I'll give them an A minus, but I'll say this: um, they, I, I absolutely agree with what Jeremy just said that they are beatable. Um, when I when I watch Melbourne, I don't see the Brisbane Lions or, or um, the Tigers, if or, or even the Cats. When we want to talk dynasty teams, like uh, some of the Melbourne supporters want to get ahead of themselves and talk like on the back of the start of this year and last year. I, I think that I think I think they have scraped by in probably four games this year. Yeah, that's being... I mean, St Kilda. St Kilda showed in that second half in their game more than anyone else that there is a clear way to beat. Them. Hey, it's not necessarily a bad thing to be not playing your best in May. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Not, not, not necessarily bad. I think they were, I think they were doing about the same thing this, this, this time last year and they got on a big run. So. Yeah, that's right. Um, but the thing is, you go, who's like, there's there's no one really with an argument to go, okay, well, this team can can absolutely beat them. Though. No, that's and right. Feel, and that, that's, that's, and that's the same about the top bad. three teams. The top three teams are all as good as each other, I think. Yep. Okay, yep. might be. Right, so up, Tim. Yep. So we've got. Look, I'm not going to. I gave him a grade anyway. So, um, Woody, what's the social media uh, stuff that they can get hold of us on? Because there might be um, a few questions on Facebook you can answer for people. Yeah, we didn't get to the ones, but um, <clears throat> at NPO Podcast on Twitter or NPO Sports on Facebook. And quickly, Tim, Timmy with the Twiggy Two. Yes. Yes. We also have to say to Josh Watson, get editing, and thanks for your services. <laughs> and he will use Zaggy 2's velvet tones um, for the intro and the uh, break and the outro. Anyway, it's going to be a goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Thanks, lads. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us, Chris. Good to be here. Thank you.